Welcome to the CRE Marketing Call Meetup with your host, yours truly, Sarah Malcolm of Quiet Valor, Joshua Lyons of Joshua Lyons Marketing, and Linda Day Harrison of The Broker List. And we're so happy to have you all join us today. All right, let's go. Welcome. So excited for our last podcast of the year. So, so, so excited. This one's a special one. It's an open mic 2021 marketing year in review. It's always about the speakers, you know, my co-founders, Linda Day Harrison and Joshua Lyons. Shout out to them. We're always talking nonstop on this call, but we want to hear from you guys, what you've seen in 2021, what you've learned, anything that you're excited just to talk about, anything you want to share. So uh, welcome. Excited to have everybody. All right, let's get started. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Do I have any takers? I'll go first with just a few little awesome. things that I want to mention. I don't want to forget to mention that we have a clubhouse every Friday. I always want to mention that. It's the same time every Friday. It's called the CRE happy hour. It's a way to network and meet people from all over the country. It's a fabulous group of people, just the nicest people you ever want to meet. And you do learn a lot. I learned so much from everyone from around the country. And I think I highly recommend it. If you don't have Clubhouse, get it. It's an app that you download. It's called Clubhouse, the drop-in audio app. And then the other thing is, obviously, you know, we're here the last Tuesday of every month for our CRE marketing call except in December. So we will not be here in December. And now that I see Ken is on, I do want to apologize to Ken for last week's mess up. And I'm so glad he was a trooper and came through and alerted me to it and also attended. So thank you, Ken. We really appreciate it. And then the other thing is we are, many of us on this call are going to see each other this weekend at ICSC, at Let's Get Social, it's our fifth year anniversary. We are so pumped up. We have about 100 people already registered and more coming in. And we just can't wait to see everybody and take our annual picture, our group picture. Please be there for that. And we have a professional photographer, so we're going to get a lot of fun action shots and maybe even some video. We don't know, but we'll see. So hopefully we'll see you at ICSC. Sunday, December 5th from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Aria at the Sports Bar, and we hope you can make that. So I just wanted to throw that in there, Sarah. But did you want me to start on the topic? Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned Clubhouse. Do you want to start there? Sure. I think when when we decided to have this call, we said, let's look back on the year and see what, what has gone on, what has changed, what is new, what worked, what didn't work. And I think for us, we jumped on the clubhouse bandwagon right away. I think I want to say January and we had no clue what it was about. We just kind of started. And of course, Sarah had the brainstorm, great idea. Let's just do a happy hour. And it's really turned into a fabulous thing. People can count on us being there every Friday at 3.30 PM Eastern time. You get to meet people from all over the country or actually all over the world. And it opens doors that you could never have 
have opened before outside of your networks, outside of your backyards. It's an incredible marketing tool if you're looking to reach people. If you have a focused thing you want to talk about, you can absolutely find anything in the world subject-wise that you can learn about. But I think from a marketing standpoint, we haven't really figured it out completely, but I think we're doing a pretty good job. People seem to like what we're doing. We just have an open format and it's basically like a big conference call without video. So you get together with these people that you get to know and it becomes like a neighborhood hangout. At least it has for us. What is your opinion, Sarah? Yeah. I mean, it's really turned into a community for sure. I mean, I'm, I, I knew a lot of these folks, but I've never been able to, you know, especially with the pandemic coming on, be able to have an intimate like relationship. You know, like, I feel like I know Faith better than I used to. I feel like I know Patrick Reynolds better. Like, I just feel like, you know, Yandel, like, there's just so many, there's so many people, you know, that I haven't been able to, like, really connect with just because it's hard, you know, and we're not at physical events as much as we used to be. And so it's been a really great way for me to, um, to connect and on a real relationship level, not just you know, kind of talk trends and best practices, which is nice, but it's, you know, I really enjoy getting to know people and like how many kids they have and like, what do they do? And, you know, what's, what, 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 you know, what excites them? And um, so it's been, you know, pretty awesome for, for me, you know, selfishly that I've been able to really develop the relationships, which is, you know, which is why I'm in this industry. I mean, you know, something right. that I love to do. I think another thing that, that came from our group is every week we ask people, what do you need? What is it that we can do as a group to help you? And I love that because we need to do that with this group too, Sarah. In other yes, words, absolutely. what is what is it that we can do for you? Like, you know, whatever it might be. And when we started doing that, the people in the community said, wait a minute, can we have like some online form or some way to sign up or list what we need. And a lot of them are deal things like the brokers. They always have something that's, you know, they're you know looking for financing or they're looking for this or that, or they're looking for a technology. It's like a whole bunch of stuff. So Sarah and I kind of went round and round and, you know, being marketers, we're just so busy. And it's like, what are we going to do that could be easy? So one of the things we thought of was let's just do a Facebook group. So if you go to Facebook, we also now have a weekly CRE happy hour Facebook group. I'm not crazy about Facebook. You'll hear about that later in our call today, but it's another way to reach people. So I'm going to just give an example and I'm not going to pick on you, Ken, but Ken, you're a broker, you're a CCIM. You could stand out about above the crowd and maybe start your own clubhouse group and talk about something specific about maybe Tennessee commercial real estate and get people involved and start to create your own little network. That's what people are doing with Clubhouse. And I know much, much more than that. But what it is, is it's a way to reach people that you normally couldn't reach or would never have met who might have an interest in Tennessee, for example. Or maybe the CCIM network. Maybe you could be the first CCIM to say, I'm going to do a CCIM call once a week on Wednesday at you know 2 o'clock and we're going to talk about CCIM issues or whatever. It's kind of like a way to have almost almost like your own radio talk show, sort of. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Anybody else on Clubhouse that wants to chime in? 
you know, any audio social, right? I mean, audio social is a trend. It really came out of the pandemic. It's been around before the pandemic, but it really, you know, spread like wildfire. You know, Twitter did spaces. So, you know, would love for anybody to help, uh, you know, chime in. Right. What do you guys and, think? What do you right, guys think Clubhouse is? It, it's basically having Zoom without video. I'm a fan of. <laughs> I don't like Zoom, but that's another story, another topic for later. But uh, to me, I just, I like the fact that it's easy. I can do it from anywhere. I can be on my phone. I can be absolutely anywhere. As long as I have the app on my phone, I literally am, you know, hosting a call and talking to people and engaging with people and making contacts, tons of contacts in short order. So depending on what clubs you join or what groups you follow, you're going to meet a lot of people. And in my example with Ken is he could go into clubhouse and search CCIM, or he can go into clubhouse and search Tennessee commercial real estate or whatever. And he might just find tons of rooms and tons of people, or he may not find any, which means he could start one. So I guess my takeaway for 2021 is clubhouse does have a use I would not want to make it a time sink, which we started to do <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Our our weekly CRE happy hour was like three and four hours long. We couldn't get people to get off the call. I mean, they just kept going and going and going. <laughs> Remember that? We were like tag team. I'm like, Sarah, can you take over? I can't talk anymore. It was insane. And then finally, we came up with a strict rule. We said, it's going to be one hour. One hour long, that's it. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, Faith, I know, I mean, you're there often at the happy hour. Do you do you use it, like, do you, are you listening outside of the happy hour to other things, or do you just show up for the happy hour? Um, I would say on weeks that I have that are busy, I do just show up for the happy hour, but in a week that's not. I do like to join some of the other calls um, or I don't know if they're called calls, clubhouses that are on different topics, like some of the social media ones, even though I feel like I'm savvy in some of the ways people go about it. It's nice to hear other people even just talk about things they're doing to spark ideas. So I feel like I use it a lot just for like inspiration because I feel like I get the same excitement as if I'm going to a conference and I see a speaker, but it's all right there live on my phone. That's a great point. For for me, it's been really hard to find great sessions. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I just go in and I'm like, this is just not what I was looking for. <laughs> so sometimes it is hard to like, you know, so if you're ever in a room, tag me. If you hear something interesting, please. Right. Casey, yeah, what about you? Sure. Are you using Clubhouse? I know you were coming to the happy hours when you can. I know. I was wondering if they would do if they would try spaces for Siri chat. Um, she must be busy. It would change it though, Sarah. I know. It would really know, it change would. it. But you could do it. I mean, I I think you could do it. Well, I definitely think that Clubhouse was something that really changed. I know it changed our lives. I mean, I know it's a new thing for us, but we embraced it, and I think it's been. Been pretty great. What else we got on our list? Let's see. Let's see. Um, 
I mean, we can talk about Zoom. That's that's been a huge transformation in 2021, and you know how we used it. I, for, for us, what I've seen is, you know, obviously, you know, we couldn't be face to face, and so Zoom kind of like just blew up in 2020, and obviously into 2021. Um, but I've seen a lot of, and we're producing a lot of Zoom shows. So um, we, you know, in 2020, we did, you know, a few shows and even events like online events all via Zoom and did all the production, all the graphics, everything and turn it into something really sleek and cool. And, um, you know, we're doing some podcast video shows right now and some other things, but, you know, Zoom is obviously just completely transformed how people are using it to, you know, to how they're using it today. So you're saying they're not using it just for getting on the phone to meet somebody or getting on the computer to meet somebody. They're no, doing it's like marketing. Like, yeah. Like a, like a production. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like a film production. Yeah. And so um, it's been pretty cool. How really could cool. somebody what? use Sorry, How could somebody use that in our industry, Sarah? What would be an example? I mean, it's, 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 it's the same as you would do, you know, if you're at a conference, um, if you're an award ceremony, if you are, you know, want to do a daily or weekly show, um, I mean, there's the, you know, options are endless, which is a great way to get information out there. And I think people are so used to seeing Zoom. It's like, it doesn't have to be like crazy high production. I mean, you can have lighting and have a nice camera, but um, there's so much that you can do on the um, the editing side. So, um so do yes, you think webinars cool. are dead? Is that what a Zoom call is now? Is a webinar basically? I mean, has anyone seen a webinar and like? No, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, I think it's safe. Yeah, to actually, webinars. um, I, I'll chime in on that. Actually, so there is this uh, one. This is Josh Lyons, Josh Lyons Marketing. But there's this one webinar that I've been participating on for uh, at least a couple of years now. And it is very well put together, very extremely well structured, uh, very very well done. And uh, this last uh, month, when I was moderating a panel uh, for this particular webinar in this company, for the first time, rather than using the typical webinar platform that they've been using, we did it through Zoom. So that kind of goes to the you know when they've been using for a while had a very well put together you know, that kind of something yeah that's what I thought I mean it's like webinars are gone I can this, chime in yeah go ahead Faith yeah Faith Hershey Regency Centers I don't know um, how familiar you guys are with Placer but they actually do a good bit of webinars I want to say they do one um, every couple of weeks on different topics and yes, they're, heard, um, yes, I, yes. they're really interesting and they do a good job at keeping it relevant for what's going on. And they do a lot of like foot traffic geofencing. So they'll use the data they're seeing across multiple users to do like industry trends or holiday shopping. But they just recently did kind of like a placer, I think it was called placer discover, but it was like a virtual conference and they had all their panel speakers with zoom. I'm not sure if they were pre-recorded or not, but it was interesting to like, it felt like you were watching someone else's Zoom meeting, but it was a good way to tie all these people in without having to get them all in the same room. 
that's awesome. Interesting. I, I've actually Very. heard of other people talking about those and said they're pretty good. Yeah. Well, one thing I can mention is when we, when, when COVID hit, I'm the VP of PR for my, my Toastmasters group. And we struggled because, you know, you couldn't meet in person. So we went to the Zoom model. And of course, you know, there's the people that can't stand to use Zoom and, you know, they just wanted to get back live, back live. I said, well, let's try to do, let's try to be a hybrid club and do both. So we've been struggling with it, but we're, we're still, we're still pushing it and doing it because I think it's the future. So we do both. We have the live stream, live people streamed into Zoom. So the people that are not at the meeting can go to the meeting in Zoom. And then we have cameras in the room and a laptop and all that set up in the room where the meeting is. And we're doing both. So we call it a hybrid, which I think is another uh, trend that people will may do because there's still people that want to meet in person and there's people that want to meet virtually. So we're doing that now as well with Zoom. Yeah, we're doing that with BNI, uh, the BNI networking group, uh, different chapters. Previously, everyone had to meet in person. Then uh, once Zoom hit or, or, or COVID hit, everyone had to meet on Zoom. Uh, and then just like you were saying, Linda, there are people who want to get back to person and there are people who don't feel comfortable going back to person. So now pretty much all BNI chapters, that networking uh, organization, pretty much every chapter has to have an option where you can either meet import person or you can zoom into a screen and that will phase away um so that there will uh, eventually probably be zoom only chapters but that's uh that's definitely something we very very much saw in the bmi networking world i think that's fascinating wow that yeah. is. so really is. so so they're 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 gonna phase out the live uh phase out the zoom Wow. Yeah, they'll phase out the Zoom once uh, people. There's nothing quite like real life interaction. Uh, you can't really completely replace that, and there are definitely some downsides of using Zoom when you're in a, in a networking group. Right. But um, there are some chapters that even now I'm actually kind of involved with a couple of BMI chapters due to my role within the organization. And so I go to multiple chapters and I will see that they have, uh, they have their screens, they have their microphone, you can talk, you can see people, but usually most chapters only have maybe one to three or four people on Zoom and everybody else is sitting there in person. But when you go around and you share 60 seconds of what you're looking for that week, you just you like you hit their people in the room. Then when you get to the computer screen, you hit all the people on the computer, and then you continue going through the room uh, to hit everybody else. So right. yeah, it's definitely different. Well, I think from a marketing standpoint, I think it's really important for companies or even individual brokers who are independent to understand all these different options, so that when they're marketing their products or their properties or whatever it is they're 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 marketing that they offer that. Like they say, okay, we're going to do this or that, but we also offer a virtual option. So this way, if a client says, oh, I'm going to come in from out of town, but maybe I don't want to bring my whole team because it's cost prohibitive, I'll only send one or two people for the tour, but can you also show us the tour when you're walking or whatever? And I think companies and brokers need to know how to do that stuff. Do you guys agree? 
Absolutely. 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 And the All benefit right. of recording a tour, too, is you can always use it and reference it or follow up with maybe the people who weren't able to make it. So I feel like you're getting this content that you can continue to use over and over. Right. Yes, Faith. Exactly. Well, then I've yes. also been, uh, I've been using a, a business coach, and it's been very helpful. But what I've been doing is we record it. Like, every single time we have our session it's being recorded via zoom so rather than getting a coaching session where i have to take copious notes or or whatever it might be i don't have to i can just focus on the conversation and then rewatch the conversation as often as needed and so can uh, the business coach uh, she can reference it as well so that's when it's more beneficial okay. than in person because it's recorded it's captured that's, that's awesome. a great that's a great point imagine if you did that in therapy <laughs> yeah well but I'm thinking for brokers, if they're on calls, <laughs> if they're on calls with clients or they're doing something, they say, "Do you mind if I call, record this and I'll send you the follow up to this?" I mean, it's you know, obviously yeah. you have to be careful what you say, but I would say that's a very nice offer to a client to say we're going to have this you know in depth call, but I don't want you to have to be distracted taking notes. I'm going to yeah. give you a follow up audio or a follow up video. I think that's yeah. awesome. I mean, we do it's that a very good idea. Yeah, we do that all the time with our clients. And it's just so we can focus on the conversation and, um, you know, and worry about the notes later. So exactly. I love that approach. Yeah. It's awesome. And these are well, like kind of low-hanging fruit ideas that are not like new, but I think it's ways to use them in our industry that we haven't done before and kind of set us apart. In what we do that we, you know, we're doing something a little extra or a little special for somebody, even if they don't yeah. want it, you can offer it. I, um, I'd love to talk about PR. Ooh. Um, Deborah, I'd love for you to chime in and kind of tell us some of the trends that you're seeing on your end. I know I'm, I listen, I've gotten so many requests for, for PR. And so, um, I'd love to see some of the trends that you're seeing. Uh, I'm starting to see a lot more interest now. Earlier in the year, I think people were still trying to figure out the stories they wanted to tell. Um, now it's really telling the stories of who wants to be back. There's con still consolidation going on within more traditional media themselves, but I think people are starting to wonder how to make it all work together, um, both the social and the more traditional media. And so there's a lot more outreach because now they're figuring out who they are what story they're going to tell now because the industry both in all sectors and I, I'm sorry, I'm Deborah from Deborah Hazel communications. Um, I focus largely on retail and that's a sector that's been really trying to reinvent itself. I think as we all know, so I'm seeing greater interest, especially people planning for 2022. And as conferences, for example, come back, people want in the trade media, to get the word out so that way these conferences that people are starting to attend again will be a lot more productive. When you weren't meeting face-to-face, -face, it was a little, oh, we can deal with that later. Now I think people are realizing that they've got to start getting the word out so that way what they do in the first half of 2022 will be a lot more productive. Interesting. And Deb, I have a question. What stories do you see that are getting picked up that you don't have to fight as hard to get in the media as, as other stories. Like, is there, is there something you're seeing? That's if it's about the supply chain and you've figured out a way to beat it, 
and beat the problems, people want to hear about it. If they're everybody is being inundated with getting people back to the office stories, and I'm I'm waiting to see one that actually gives you real advice about how to do it. Um, there was if it's something that's practical, like yes, we know people want to get people back to the office. Here's how we are doing it, and it's proving to be successful. That's what you need. You need something that's results oriented. Um, mm. We're all kind of tired, although it's true of the explosion of the in, uh, the industrial sector. So we need a different angle on it or something completely new. There is one company whose name escapes me right now that is growing Delano, something like Delano, that is acquiring industrial things, all uh, industrial buildings all over the country. That's of interest, whether it's about consolidation. But right now we just need it's a, it's really got to be a different spin on the same thing we've been dealing with. And if it's not necessarily COVID related, it gets a whole lot more attention. Interesting. Ken, did you want to chime in or did you have a question? Thank you, uh, Deborah. Great, great, uh, great feedback and I'll use that as a segue to my question. So if you, I don't know if you deal with uh, individual brokers or firms yourself, I don't know what you know, sector you do as far as communications, but uh, aside from, you know, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, uh, the sort of, you know, festivities that are coming up, uh, what, so that we don't commit a faux pas, um, going into next year should uh, are you recommending just not mention covid because I, no. I mean i'm putting about i'm thinking i mean literally this is just great I, i've been sort of stewing on this as a uh, in my market it's sort of small i'm sort of thinking about like a small flyer a postcard and saying hey we all survived or hey congratulations on a comeback or i hope you're looking right. forward, to, forward to a comeback kind of thing what do we need to avoid, do you think? Or And then, of course, maybe one or two tips. What's your thoughts? Thank you. Sure. Uh, and thanks, Ken. Uh, for a little background, not only do I do PR, I am a magazine editor focusing on commercial real estate. So I'm sort of getting, I'm pitching and I'm getting them. So I see what people are doing. No, I mean, it depends on whom you're trying to reach, what your goal is. If you are dealing with trades, for example, to try to get tenants or to get investment sales. And I'm not sure exactly. You have to know who, what your goal is and who your audience is. But um, so a flyer saying, hey, we've made it through. And here's this, you know, we're selling, you know, we're selling at premium prices or cap rates are low and, you know, that kind of thing. That's one thing. If you are trying, for example, to deal with the media because you want to get something zoned, then COVID, I mean, and honestly, because you're dealing with um, community opposition or you want to make sure there is no community opposition. I can't tell you the number of times I've told people, if you've already got people complaining about your site, you're late and you've got to play catch up with the media, with local media so you can get the community on your side. If you're doing that, then COVID doesn't really matter. If we've come through, look at how what, what we've achieved. That's a completely different thing. For an editor, it's just, yes, we know we have to keep dealing with COVID, but it's, you know, the gloom and doom, everyone's tired of it. It's what you've achieved despite, as opposed to here's how we're surviving it. It's got to be more forward-looking at this point. 
Does that make sense? If I, does that help? Wave if it does. You and yeah, I are both on camera. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that and and for me, that's the thing, and that's that's the reason I was saying, hey, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, we're we're all looking forward to the Roaring Twenties. We you know we've started yeah. we started using that last year. Uh, you know, hope you do great in twenty two. Uh, let's let's go forward, et cetera, et cetera. Those sort of cliches, buzzwords. Uh, dead on thank you so much it does can i help. tell you every time i see something about the roaring 20s though i remember that the roaring 20s a century ago didn't end too well <laughs> True. <laughs> so, you know. but no i yeah i think obviously because it's still an ongoing situation you know we get that but if you can do a positive angle on it everybody is looking for some good news to tell you know we're thrilled to see that more stores are opening this year than we are closing which is great. Um, yeah, because it's not yeah, over. Think, it's just not, not over. over. When I hear uh, something you know, there, there's some sure. still severe situations out there. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Thank you, uh, Linda, exactly. for bearing with me. Yeah, no problem. Deborah, I have a question. In the area of PR, to me, and, and you know, I know this is your industry to a big degree, to me, it, it's almost like it's so, everything moves so fast that... Yeah. <laughs> I don't, how is PR actually working anymore? In other words, in the, in, in, in the traditional way, and I still have companies that send me press releases and I'm like, really, are they still doing that? Oh no, please. I get paid to write those, please. No, I know you do, but I'm just saying, I see they're coming, but my question is stuff is so fast. In other words, the news is so fast. How do, how do you keep up with that? There's still a role for the more traditional stuff, and that's what the press releases are doing because that's context. I mean, okay. if you want headlines, you know, you can you tweet the headline, you talk about what it means in a clubhouse call. You know, LinkedIn can help you redistribute some of what's already happening. So there are various levels, and I've just had this conversation with the publisher I work with. There's social media to get the main, the quick thing out, and people will look at it and go, oh, Jack Dorsey is stepping down. There's a clubhouse chat literally about that right now. Jack Dorsey is stepping down. Right. Okay. Then you're going on to whether it's TV news or whatever, and you may get a little more information there, but then a more traditional, whether it's a newspaper, whether it's a news magazine, is going to give you a lot more context of why Jack has stepped down, what it's going to mean, whatever, because there's simply more bandwidth to do it. Or even the blog, which can then be picked up in something, and the magazines are a more permanent record. So the press release can. I still get them. I still get pitched by Jack Dorsey has stepped down. You can talk to my client, Charlie Jones, who has done X, Y, and Z about what this means for commercial real estate or whatever. So you, the press release and the traditional pitch still matter. It's just, honestly, if it's this time of year and you want to talk about holiday gifts, that's too late. Right. I, mean, I can tell you the number of retail reporters who said enough already and, or don't do it in August when they don't really want to cope with it. Right. You know, so there's still a role for it. And Linda, press releases can also be very beneficial from an SEO perspective, helping people rank better on Google. If yeah. you're going to have content created promoting yourself, just throw it into your news feed, not a blog, but a news feed about what's going on with your company. Yeah. And that makes Google happier. And also, tying back over to, to the, the question that was asked a moment ago about COVID, another thing that really, really, really 
people should be doing, especially marketing professionals, businesses, entrepreneurs, something that should really be done is re re research your persona. So like your 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 buyer persona, that the target audience, those whom you're trying to reach, because the motivations, uh, frustrations, goals, all that stuff that they had a couple years ago, their daily life, their activity, where they're hanging out, who they're talking to that could have drastically changed to what it was then to what it is now. And when I, and the reason you want to know that is because that can really impact where you invest your marketing dollars. For, for example, if previously someone was spending a lot of time driving down the road to get to work, looking at a billboard, and now they're not driving down that road because they work remotely, but they're spending a lot more time at home and maybe even watching a little more Netflix or something else the marketing dollars should not still be going to a billboard necessarily. Maybe it should be going into online ads. And so you won't know that unless you know where your target audience is. And as far as the messaging, what are their current motivations, frustrations, and goals? Create the content surrounding that. So if mentioning so happy we're past COVID and getting back to normalcy, well, that might not be so bad. Uh, Or maybe they want more about COVID, or maybe they don't, but that will be discovered through marketing research and the persona. So definitely anyone who hasn't already re-looked at the personas, I would suggest doing that in preparation of the content that will be created in 2022. There's also some things that are, I don't want to say completely required, and Faith, who works with a public company, may have a much greater perspective than I do. I am. I have read more ESG press releases. We have sent out our ESG report, da-da-da-da-da-da, and in fact, I'm waiting to get the okay to ship one on behalf of one of my clients. So something like that indicates what people are doing. It's certainly story ideas for the future, and that's what a press release can achieve. I mean, I think probably with a publicly traded company, there are even more. I've always worked with private companies. With publicly traded companies, there are even greater requirements, and I'll just cede that one to Faith. Yeah, absolutely. I've been um, with Regency for five years, and I feel like from the day I started to today, there's more and more um, ESG stuff every year, and we definitely do a lot to focus on it and highlight the efforts that we're making. Interesting. Thank you so much, Deborah and Ken, for your great questions. Yeah, thank you. So, but, you know, before I go on, to, we have I mean, we have like a crazy list that's a mile long. Does anybody else kind of want to bring up a topic or a discussion point? We'd love for you guys to chime in. Anything. I wanted to talk about events. All right, let's do it. All right. The reason I want to talk about events is because, you know, I've had several experiences this year that I just thought were incredible. One was actually going to a virtual conference, which I've never done in my life. And I did, and I'm going to one again, uh, December 9th and 10th EXP commercial is doing another symposium. And I find it just, just an amazing experience and really not as bad as I thought it would be and extremely convenient because what they do is if you're an attendee at, at the conference, They send you a downloadable, I guess, app of sorts that goes on your computer. And once you get that, it sits on your desktop. And if you have a booth at the conference, like in an expo hall, if somebody like wants to talk to you or find you, they just click on it and you get a little alert on your computer that says, oh, 
faith is at your booth and then you click on it and you can literally start a conversation, literally verbal, like talking, or you can chat and just type back and forth. That to me was a breakthrough for me that I've never experienced before. And I think that there's going to be more of that. I mean, it, you know, you roll your eyes and say, oh God, who wants to go to a virtual conference? But the truth of the matter is what's convenient about it is you are actually still touching people and have outreach, but you're sitting at your desk. So you're not traveling. You're not having all that hassle. If it's something that's like a half a day or maybe only one day, it may not be worth it to fly to a, you know, to another state or another location to attend. So I thought that was to me a, a huge game changer in my mind. And, hey, Lynn, you know, just, question. When, yeah. When someone comes to your booth in a, in the virtual world, um, do you talk to them? Like, is your yeah. mic on? You can, you okay. can do either one. You can talk or type. Or okay. type. So if, if you want, you can just chat. And then there's another thing that you can just click on that changes to voice. So all of a sudden it's like, it's you, I'm talking to you. And you're like, Hey, how are you? Fine. How are you? And, and it's are just you, like, you're there. Are you, are you your avatar or? Is yes. You you're, you're, you're an avatar. So I there's no it. video. And then your booth is whatever you, you know, whatever the way it's set up. The one I went to is your booth has like a big screen in the back of the wall of the booth and it's your website. And it can be anything you want. So in my example, I was talking to people about my website and we were talking about different things online and you're literally changing the, you're just going online. You're online at your booth live. I mean, listen, EXP is way ahead of, I mean, I know some people are probably looking at them like, I mean, this isn't, we don't live in a cartoon world, like whatever, whatever people are saying, like, but they, I mean, Facebook just changed its name to Meta because they're all about the metaverse. And like, I mean, this is, this is the future. They're way ahead, like so ahead of where we're all going to be in the next five to 10 years. Right. And, and oh. I'm bringing it up because to me, it's a major trend that I had never experienced until this year. And they have their symposium coming up, which is December 9th and 10th. And it's absolutely free. And they have all these phenomenal speakers and economists and people that are going to be speaking. And you're literally in the audience sitting in your pajamas at your desk at this incredible conference. And this is something we're going to have to think of, like in commercial real estate at some point, you know, whether that's people coming to shop virtually at your center, right? Or, um, you know, meet virtually in your office, you know, so there's, I mean, there's, I mean, this is this is a hundred percent going to hit everybody at some point. I'm just not exactly sure when it'll happen. And, and think about when you go to a conference, okay, and you're sitting there trying to meet people. It's so hard, right? When you're in a virtual mm -hmm. conference, you just search for their name and you kind of ping them and like you know click on them and say hey, you know, and start talking to them. Yeah, it's really crazy. But I wanted to yeah. bring that up. And I also wanted to bring up the trend, which we were light years ahead of it with our Let's Get Social event, which is bringing the virtual people you meet online to a live event. So as an example, Ken Ashley started the CREI Summit, and we all went to it. That was this past year. And it was incredible. It was meeting all these people that you haven't met ever that you've met online. It would be like going somewhere and meeting Marina and Ken and 
you know, Beth Ann, who I've never met in real life, Isaac, and you just meet him in real life and you're like, oh my God, it's like a reunion because you've been online with them for years and you've never met them. And that was another thing that I attended this year, which was called the CREI Summit. And I thought that was a really nice event, very small. And even with the smallness of it, it was less than a hundred people, yet you still felt it was too big because you want to talk to people. And you know how yeah. it is, you guys, when you go to ICSC, it's just overwhelming. It's just like, it's just like a sea of bodies. And it's like, you know, you don't get to talk to as, as many people as you want. But I thought, I think that's another trend is doing a lot more smaller, more intimate events. And I think that's another thing for brokers. Just create your own event. Just basically create your own activity and say, hey, we're going to do a meetup. And even use tools like Meetup, which I use a lot and we use for our call and or Eventbrite. And Sarah, you're more of an Eventbrite person and just create your own event and invite people. So I think yep. that's a trend that our industry should embrace even more. I agree, especially regional. You know, I just speaking to ICSE, they cut a ton of regional events. I mean, a ton. So there's a huge opportunity to step in and create your own local event for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I attended CREI Summit too and, and Let's Get Social. And, you know, events for me don't normally feel like a family reunion. And these two for sure do. So, um, you know, it was just a breath of fresh air. So I'm super excited to see everybody at Let's Get Social in Vegas. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Deborah. Um, it's, again, it's Deborah from Deborah Hazel Communications. I right before CREI Summit, I was at the first ever Blueprint Prop Tech conference, and so there couldn't be a reunion in any way, shape, or form. It had never been held before, but it got several hundred people. It was paired with another conference that was more fintech, and people were running up and down. They were thrilled to see people again, even though it's in Las Vegas, we have mask requirements. The one thing a lot of people are still trying to figure out is the greeting etiquette, weirdly right. enough. You know, right. do you shake hands? Do you bump elbows? What do you do? I think right. somebody needs to publish something along those lines. But people were thrilled to actually just travel again and get in front of other people where you can explain something in more depth. Right. That's a good point because at CREI, I did run into a couple people that said, I'm not hugging like stay back. I'm like, Oh, no problem. I mean, you just don't know because everybody's different and I don't blame them. And right. I, I did wear my mask most of the time. Yeah. The only time I took it off was tried to take it off was for photos, but I did keep it on. And you know, when I got home, I was sweating it out. I thought, I hope I didn't catch COVID. I hope. I, and I didn't. So I was proud of that. Yeah. Believe me, I had, and it was just allergies, it turned out, but about a week after I wasn't feeling great and I had an at-home test, took it. It wasn't COVID. It was, yeah, Nevada allergies. Yes. And you were scared. It's like, oh yeah. my God, is it COVID? But I think events today, I don't think they have to be a million people. And I think that's why a lot of the Zoom gatherings that are like, you know, 10 pages of people, it's crazy. It's no fun. So I think the more intimate gatherings is a trend, and I think it's better. I think it'll be interesting to see with ICSE, you know, when we're walking the floor, you know, those of us who are attending, to see how many. And I, what I've been sort of predicting is that, yes, they're saying they're going to get 10,000 people. We'll see. But I think people will 
be bringing in, it will be each company bringing a reduced number of people and then zooming in others from the headquarters or whatever as they are needed. It'll, I don't want to say a hybrid, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that and for a while going forward, simply as for cost cutting and for caution while we're still yeah. in this situation. I wouldn't be shocked to see somebody putting up the iPad and zooming another person in who needs to be there, but was not going to travel. How cool. I think that's a good point. I would be how I would handle it if I were running a big company. Right. Faith, are you guys doing anything like that? Or are you just doing the, the live people? We are just doing the live people. Um, we're not planning on zooming everyone in. We've had some trouble with internet before in the booth, so we didn't want to rely on that. But we have like certain people from certain regions and we're kind of tag teaming the meetings and then connecting those people with the people who couldn't be there, whether it be before the show or after the show. Um, we are planning on having internet at the booth, but you just never really know. Right. And this year for Recon is a little bit different because they've changed the booth setup a lot. So I think just kind of the unsureness we've been talking about too, we've been like the more and more we go, people hate printed material, but then you're relying on the Wi-Fi. So, right. Yeah. That's a good point. It just seems like anytime you go to any conference or hotel gathering, or anywhere, even restaurants for presentations, you the 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 internet is always your downfall. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. It's funny because I think we're ready to evolve, but the infrastructure just doesn't exist yet. No, it does um, not. That now, I mean, there's going to be what ten thousand people ish. Anybody know the number? ICSC. I've heard that, that over and big, over again. That's 10, a big 000. difference. Forty thousand people, right? You know, still ten thousand a lot, but right. Exactly. But you can't, you can't kind of, you got to plan around the worst case scenario, right? Right. They say 87, I I just looked, 87.54 are registered. Um, They say they expect over 10,000. Again, I'll keep my fingers crossed for them. I will say this time the meeting's in the West Hall, which is brand new and built with a lot of that infrastructure. So I'm hoping that we will actually have decent internet as we need it for whatever purpose we're using it for. Oh, yeah. Maybe. The thing about the West Hall, and this is just me promoting our hometown, Linda, is that depending on where you're staying, there is a subterranean tus- a tunnel so, of course, that will take people from Resorts World, for example, into the West Hall via Tesla. Wow, that's right. I bet a lot of people are going to do that, too. At least they'll check it out to see it. I and mean, I haven't done it yet, and I can't wait yeah. to, to try. Anyway. Yeah, the boring company. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really, Sarah, if we can squeeze it in, I'd love to have Josh give us some of his um, trends. And he's on the the analytical side of our marketing. Josh, you got a second to chime in on some yeah. of these things you mentioned? Yeah, and something that uh, the three of us kind of talked about prior to the call earlier was the the evolution of the cookie, and not the chocolate chip cookie necessarily, although it may have evolved as well, but cookies on your computer. So like, um, for those who know what cookies are on computers, they are phasing away. They're going to go away, like, next year. Uh, now, for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, a cookie is where, let's say, you go over to the broker list and you were to see something, not that it exists, but just as an illustration, hypothetical. You say, huh, maybe I should become an advertiser. I don't know. I'm interested in advertising through the broker list, but eh, I just don't know. And then you leave 
the broker list and then you go to Etsy or somewhere else and you're shopping for Christmas shopping and then you see a little ad on Etsy or wherever that says, oh, you should really advertise on the broker list. And you're like, whoa, I was just on the broker list. Now there's an ad for it. Wow, what a weird coincidence. That isn't a weird coincidence. That's called a cookie. Uh, a cookie is the culprit. And it's a way that advertisers are able to advertise. Um, now, uh, I imagine everyone who's listening to this podcast episode and is on this live call has experienced this in some form or fashion. And that, that huge industry of advertising through cookies is going away. Um, no, there are still cookies. It's called a first party cookie. Um, so if you were to go to someone and say, hey, cookies are completely going away, they, they could correct you. Um, because technically they're not completely going away, but for most intensive purposes when it comes to advertising, the world is going to see a drastic shift uh, over the next year. And not only with the cookies going away, not only are they going away, but what are you going to do if they all go away, if cookies go away? Well, there is something else that is being launched, and it's called Flock. Flock is F-L-O-C. And it stands for Federated Learning of Cohorts. And uh, that has to do with rather than targeting ads to people on an individual basis, like, hey, they just visited the broker list, was it advertising, let's target them. Um, rather than doing that, it, it's a way of saying, hey, people who tend to go to a site that's like the broker list, they would be inclined to see an advertisement like this. Uh, so this so is kind of a, a group, um, kind of a group advertising perspective, but not tying anything to an individual person. And I don't know all the intricacies and the technicalities of it. However, for those who are interested, for those who are currently relying on cookies, do research on this. Definitely. For those who are interested in learning more about how Flock works in the alternative way, uh, FLOC, Federated Learning of Cohorts. Uh, Google that and learn about that, and that will help you prepare for next year. So that's that's definitely some big news in terms of evolution with marketing coming up. I would imagine they're going to stall that. I, it's just so massive. Yep. It'll just take the internet <laughs> down because all so, of these sites, like, like our site, we're supported yep. by advertisers, period. And yep. many of the sites are, and they rely on retargeting because they can follow those customers and sell them products and services. And that's what supports their site. So I just, yep. I, I mean, I, I know it's, I've heard that it's coming to an end, but they, they, Originally, we're going to make it sooner, and then they delayed it. So they may delay it again. Yep. Yeah, it was originally announced in 2019. And right. so they decided that they were going to give advertisers a couple years to get everything adjusted in preparation because um, they didn't want to essentially break the advertising world all of a sudden. So they did give a heads up. Firefox and Safari, they already don't allow Right. Uh, this third-party cookie stuff. Uh, it's Google that's still doing it, and Google is uh, phasing that out. And they've already started testing the flock approach, um, and it apparently gets similar results. Uh, about so, if you, uh, if 
if you were using cookies for your ads and you had 100% of your your conversions, people who make a purchase or contest or whatever, take place, but then you went over to Flock, you would not get 100 so far statistically. You'd probably get 95% of them. So it's it's a well in terms of performance. And that, again, it's very, very new. So what will end up being, who knows? Maybe it'll be nearly 100%, or maybe it'll get even better conversions. I don't know. But they already have started releasing uh, the alternative and are testing that, and it should be rolling out next year. Will they push it back? Who knows? They could. Google does have a tendency sometimes to push things back uh, after they make an announcement. Um, but it has been in the works for two years, and they are testing the flock route. So we'll see what happens. Boy, that's yeah, a I game changer. We, do a call just on cookies. Yeah. All right. Question, <laughs> yeah. Josh. Ken wants to know, do you have a, a some resource on how to prepare for this, or is it? I would say do more research. I don't have a resource offhand. I would say do more research on the flock, um, FLOC, and see what's recommended out there for that transition. Um, right now, I'd say research. Uh, I haven't had a cause to do that in great depth. Um, I find it more interesting just because I'm very interested in pretty much anything that goes on with Google, but that's not quite my wheelhouse. So I don't have something offhand other than just Google it. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'll put something in the chat box. I just Googled it and something came up. I don't know if it's good though, but. <laughs> yeah. I I'll know HubSpot has released some good content. Uh, related to it. So you might do a search on Flock HubSpot article right. or something like that. Right. Uh, right. Uh, that's been, that's, uh, yeah, it's a good yeah. resource. Well, thank you for that, Josh. That is something that people need to be aware of that's coming up. Anything you're seeing, Sarah, on, on any fronts from your business? I mean, yeah. I mean, videos, videos blowing up for sure. Um, yes. Definitely a lot of rebrands or brand refreshes. Everyone's looking to, you know, kind of start the new year with, you know, a fresh face. So um, that's something that we're definitely seeing. Um, a lot of Google ads, AdWords, we're seeing a lot of activity there. Um, social media advertising, um, you know, storytelling, tons of storytelling. Focus more on people than the actual business itself. We're doing a ton mm -hmm. of that, um, you know, which I love because, again, I like to learn about, like, people's stories. You just, you just have no clue what their story is about. When you do, it just, you know, it just personalizes them in a way and the company uh, more than you could ever know. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, listen, we're seeing a ton of activity. I'm excited for 2022. And, um you know, it's going to be a big year, I think, for all of us. I think, you know, what we just experienced is hopefully behind us. And now we can just move forward and um, and we're seeing it in the activity. I mean, business is crazy, so which is awesome. So I'm hearing that from everybody, um, which I love. And if I can, I just want to chime in on that and video, Sarah. You said video. For anyone who's interested in doing video marketing, it is definitely blowing up. It's definitely great. And if you're going to go through the work of creating video, if you can, see uh, about 
when you record the video, if it's possible, uh, do it in a way so those who can't see the video can benefit from it as well. And if you can do that, then you can turn your video into podcast episodes as well and kill two birds with one stone because podcasts and videos both rank on Google. So if you're trying to show up on Google for people to find you, why not have two horses in the race, not just one video, if it doesn't take much more work. So. Yeah, that's one thing. That's another thing we're seeing is like taking one, one medium and turning it into multiple, so that people are getting the biggest yeah. bang, you know. Um, so that's that's definitely great advice. Well, we are at time, and uh, we can't thank you enough. We are so so lucky to have you guys join us every last Tuesday of every month. Um, we want to wish you guys a very happy holidays, a happy new year, and um, we just are sending blessings upon blessings and good vibes to every single buddy on every single person on this call. And um, Linda and Josh, do you guys want to have any closing words? You are awesome. I just feel, and I was going to say, I just feel bad some of the people didn't speak up. Does anybody want to chime in real quick? Diana, Beth Ann, Isaac? Marina, would love to hear your voices if you want to say something. If not, we understand. Well, I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your expertise because I really enjoy these calls. I don't always, I'm not always able to attend them, but when I am, it's it's excellent. And I really appreciate you guys sharing your your time and, and your talents with us. Bethann, it's Thank a group you. event, and we want to hear from everybody, and we're thrilled to hear yeah. your voice. Happy and, holidays, Bethann. Beth you yeah, too. Beth Ann, if, if there's anything, Bethann, that you want for us to kind of focus on in 2022, we'd love to hear. So we're always coming up with, with different ideas, and, um, you know, they're really coming from us mostly. So if you have anything that you're like, you know what, I really want to know more about this, um, we'd love that feedback. Okay. Absolutely. And that goes to everybody else as well. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And we will see you the last Tuesday in January. Have an awesome December. Have an awesome holiday break. Hopefully you get some, a little, little R and R and relaxation. So um, excited to see you guys and have a wonderful new year. Bye, everybody. See you on Clubhouse. Bye. you on Clubhouse. Bye. See you in Vegas. See you in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> see you. Let's get social. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of our CRE Marketing community. Follow us at CRE Marketing underscore on Twitter for updates. See you next time.